And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brandon Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and read the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Sorry for the lack of episodes. The last about week and a half. It's been crazy. I've been on night shifts at the score and my basement downstairs or my kitchen upstairs is getting renovated. So we are hunkered down in this little dungeon down here. We had to get back on the mic for this week. Week 13 is stacked with games, but we had to live through a stinker yesterday. Eric Warren is with me. Warnsy, what's up? Not much, not much. And I think Stinker's putting it nicely, what we just watched on Thursday. And do you think the league has a Thursday night football problem? Did you, have you seen who's playing next Thursday? No. <laughs> it's the Rams versus the Raiders. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better next week. I mean, I guess I'm part of the problem because I don't think I've missed a Thursday night. Oh, this no, year. we're watching every single time. But how bad have some of these Thursday night games been? It's mm-hmm. just. And this one, Bills Patriots, both these teams had a week off prior. So the the excuse of, oh, short week couldn't have been used. Yeah, that's in a this good game. point. That's a good point. I didn't think of and that. And this was a bad football game. That was one of the wor- the la- The fourth quarter was. Virtually unwatchable. Imagine you were trying to like show someone a football game in the fourth quarter yesterday and like for their first time and like that's what they had to go through. It's like, why do you watch this sport? Yeah. So the, the rest of the football, uh, Thursday Night Football is Raiders, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, week 15 isn't terrible. Jets, Jags, week 16, and then um, Cowboys, Titans, week 17. How so crazy, some good games coming up. How crazy is it that I would. Way more excited for a Jets Jags game than a Rams Raiders. Oh, I know. Who would well, Rams that? Raiders would have been a good like if you were the, the schedule makers at the beginning of the year would have thought it was okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how yeah. crazy is it that Jets Jags has so much more juice yeah. than a Rams Raiders game? Let's talk about that game last night quickly before we move on. So we're gonna tee up. Um, we're gonna review yesterday's game, uh, Bills Patriots, and we got two games that we're gonna touch on today before Eric hits weekend wagers. Dolphins 49ers, Chiefs Bengals. Week thirteen is stacked. Week thirteen. This is, is my this so is the, this is the, my favorite week. I was actually going through the weeks ahead. I think this week blows every week out of the water. Um, just coming up, so I'm really looking forward to this week. Um, but let's talk about Thursday night football. I guess what I'll just throw it to you. What's your biggest take? What was your biggest takeaway from last night's monstrosity? My biggest takeaway is that I wish I went in harder at the beginning of the year on Mac Jones' best season of his career was his rookie year yeah he is not ever going to be a top 15 quarterback in my opinion and i know matt patricia calling the plays does not help that is a major major hindrance to any quarterback I like that word but mac jones is immobile and he doesn't have arm strength so it actually blows my mind that Bill Belichick drafted him because the great defensive mind that Bill Belichick is when he's game planning for a quarterback and sees Mac Jones, is that not Bill Belichick's dream to prepare for mm-hmm. a guy who, you know, cannot throw the ball more than 20 yards and a guy, you know, cannot scramble out of the pocket. That makes defensive coordinators jobs. So, so easy. Now, Mac Jones is good enough to beat bad defenses. He's not good enough to be good defenses. So that's the worst thing possible because the New England Patriots are going to be 500 for as long as they have Mac Jones and have 0% chance of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, I agree with everything you just said. 
Um, I was actually not bullish on the Patriots offense going into this year. I thought they would be okay. I thought they could survive. Um, we talked about the Matt Patricia thing before the season. I, I, I thought it would, could have been a problem, but I, I didn't expect this. And I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say about Mac Jones anymore. Did I, my biggest takeaway from last night's game was Mac Jones is not going to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots next year. I, I don't you think so. I don't see a way that Bill, you think Bill Belichick's going to waste another year with this guy under center. I don't know. That's that's tough. I just because he's a first round pick, you probably use him on his rookie deal. I mean, the, the but the thing about this offense and why I'm so low on Mac Jones is Bailey Zappi came in and this offense has basically been the exact same. Yeah, like but like I, yeah. I can see them hitting the veteran trade market. Or for veteran market at some sort. I guess that's a conversation for a different day. Um, but I just I don't see a way that this guy's back. So just from the numbers standpoint, he's 25th out of 33 quarterbacks in EP per play this year. The only quarterbacks that have been worse than him are Kenny Pickett, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, and Baker Mayfield. Not good company to be. Territory. Yeah, exactly. And if you're if you're playing in that in, if you're playing in that ball game in that area of quarterbacks. Your team's not going to be very good. The Patriots' offense was a disaster yesterday, just from top to bottom. Their leading receiver was Marcus Jones, who was the cornerback off <laughs> one play. Yeah. Um. The, the last drive of the game would to chew up like six and a half minutes of offense yeah. for a field goal. That I guess that's another major point why I'm yeah. so low on Mac Jones. It let's yesterday they were down seventeen in the fourth. That game was over. But do you have any confidence in Mac Jones? Say they're down ten with ten minutes to go. Do you think Mac Jones can get two scores? In under like let's say seven minutes, like I don't think he ever could. No, and they don't, and they don't have any. They sh- they showed last night they have no confidence in him. Yeah, they and wouldn't even let get, him try to throw the ball. Like that clip of him on the sidelines yelling like let's let's fucking throw the ball. The quick game sucks. Like they don't want to get the ball past the five yard line. Yeah. They don't have any faith in him throwing into the intermediate or deep field, uh, deep part of the field. They drafted Tyquan Thornton, who's a speed threat, who is the only thing he did. Um, I can't remember where he played in college, uh, but the the only thing he did was go deep. I think it was West West Virginia. I, I can't remember exactly where he went, but anyways, he was all he did was run straight down the field, and Burn. yeah, and they don't even use him there. I don't like the drafting Cole Strange, Tyquan Thornton. Like those two guys are not bringing anything to the table. Marcus Jones has been arguably their best player. He was their third round pick. They don't have any talent. On they're they're, they're the talent's severely lacking, and I thought. They could almost cohese as a unit, and the offense could live in the 15 to 17 range and in, in, in analytically and in, in yards per attempt or whatever, whatever site you want to look at. But it's it's 10 spots worse than that, and that's kind of the difference maker for this team. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, they're in that bottom range of AFC teams that are like fighting for a wild card spot, like with the Jets, Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, all those teams. I think they're probably the worst team out of all the, that, that grouping, right? Yeah, the the offense is just severely holding this team back. Mm-hmm. And what's up with a couple weeks in a row now? The Patriots' special teams has not been very yeah. good, and that's Bill Belichick's like golden ticket. Like that's yeah. how we, he used to be a special teams coach, right? Before becoming a defensive coach, he is he lives and dies that. Like he. I wonder what like the meetings are like. Like he's probably losing his marbles in yeah. the special teams meetings. How does Nick Folk come up short on a forty-eight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that? It was funny because I, I I was working it last night and I got like an update from a beat writer that he missed it, 
And when I was watching it live, like I knew he already missed it before I watched it. I was watching it live. I'm like, wait, what? They say like, what is in the air? I'm like, it looks like it's going down the middle. I was like, did this guy mess up? But um, yeah, and it's it must be frustrating too because like the the Patriots defense has been very good this year. They are first in EPA per play right now. This is this is through 12 weeks, so maybe I will might update. But the defense has been rock solid. Like if the offense was even somewhat good, this team would be okay. It's the offense is severely holding them back. There's Second in DVOA right now, New England defense. That yeah. doesn't pass the eye test. For I, well, I haven't watched a ton of New England defense this year, so I can't. I mean, I feel like this defense is Matthew Judon or Boss. Yeah. I mean, they have that Patriot or that um, Lions shutout is in there to inflate it. That Zach Wilson abomination of a game. Yeah. Helps inflate that. They also have a game where the Colts put up three points on them. So I feel like that number is kind of they've beaten up defensively on some really bad offenses. But like the Bills scored 24 points yesterday. It felt like they were sleepwalking. The Bills had a stretch of 23 straight uh, scores, either field goal or touchdown against the Patriots. Yeah. And that ended last night. I think it might end in the third quarter. But the Bills have owned this team. Um, anything from the Bills side of things that you want to take away from this game before we move on? I think Josh Allen's taking too many hits. Oh, for sure. I think that was one of my biggest takeaways. The Bills looked fine yesterday. Like the offense is moving. They they, they were they they are who we yeah. thought they were. It, it, um, throwing it back to uh, Dennis it, Green, Dennis Green, baby, R.I.P. Um, but I I think in the long term, Josh Allen's got to they got to figure out how to keep him upright. Yeah, the offensive line is banged up for the Bills. He was taking some hits. Hopefully, they get their left tackle Dawkins back. He's probably their best. I would say their best lineman overall, so mm-hmm. they need him back. thought that was really gutsy effort of Quisenberry. He hurt his ankle on the first drive of the game and felt like he was getting it retaped and taped every single um, possession, but he gutted it out. So hats off to him for that. But overall, this Bills O-line needs to play better if they're going to go on a long run. The defense, they'll get Vaughn Miller back. But even just you saw with Rousseau and Ed Oliver being back, they just have so many bodies mm-hmm. on that defensive line. Even AJ Panessa had a sack yesterday. Yeah, they keep the defensive line fresh, kind of like what the 49ers do. Is it's it's quantity of guys, it's fresh pass rushers, and eventually it takes its toll. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm Bills are still. I it's a very very competitive AFC East, but I think they're still the best team in this division. Agreed. Okay, let's attack two of these. Unreal matchups in week 13. Um, so the first game we're going to go to is 49ers versus Dolphins. Who's at home in that one? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco's hosting the Miami Dolphins. This matchup's really cool just from kind of like a, a personnel and coaching standpoint. A lot of fam- familiarity with this with these teams, right? You had Mike McDaniel on the 49ers. Now with the Dolphins, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. You kind of have like a lot of moving parts that used to play with each other. So I think that's pretty cool. But besides that, what's... Uh, What's something you're looking forward to with this game? So the news that came out this afternoon, the Miami Dolphins are playing this game without their left or right tackle. Both starting tackles. So Teron Armstead is also said is doubtful, but we all know what doubtful means. He strained his pack. Yeah. It, it, like, it's a miracle that he doesn't need surgery and isn't lost for the mm-hmm. season. Him trying to play this week would be You a never huge even see mistake. the doubtful listing anymore. If you're listed as doubtful, you're not playing. Exactly. So they're down their left tackle and right tackle against this 49ers defensive line that is now getting back Eric Armstead. Yep. He's playing. He said he's playing. 
Yes, we'll it see. is. We're recording Friday at yeah. four forty. I don't think their Friday practice report. Yeah, has they're on the West out. Coast, so it'll be a little later. But he said he's playing yesterday, so we'll take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, most likely he's going to play. Yeah, he's gotten two limiteds already. We'll mm-hmm. see the Friday. We'll see the Friday report. But I think that this there's a chance for the San Francisco 49ers defensive line to dominate this football game. Mm-hmm. Because on the other side of things, if you're the Dolphins, you're thinking, okay, let's get the ball out quick here. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are two of the best sideline-to-sideline linebackers. If you try to get the ball out quick, short passes, it's not going to work against the San Francisco defense. So I'm kind of leaning San Francisco. I see you talking to yourself in the 49ers. I can see the gears turning in your head right now. When, just when you see starting tackles out against a defense like the 49ers, it's hard for me not to lean that way. Mm-hmm. Give me a reason why I should like the Dolphins. Okay. Um, I think the, four, the Dolphins offense versus 49ers defense is probably the most interesting matchup. We can agree on that. So I was taking a look at just some like schematic numbers today. Um, the 49ers play a ton of zone defense. Like they're they do what they do. Um, D'Amico Ryan's doesn't kind of transition to game plan style. They they do what they do. They mat they they line up and say beat us. In my opinion, the best way to stop the Dolphins right now is to, and this is easier, way easier said than done, but it's to play man defense and find a way to kind of take away one of these guys through double coverage or something like that. Like most likely Tyree Kill is the guy you're trying to take away and you let Jalen Waddle beat you. So I think that's kind of a mismatch there. The teams teams are only playing 16% man coverage against the Miami Dolphins this year, which is dead last in the NFL out of any single team. I feel like we should be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I crazy here? Like the Dolphins are second. Are they? I think the Dolphins are second in AP per play right now on offense, but only behind the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs and Dolphins are almost in their own territory of efficiency right now on offense. So like, and I was looking up like Tua specifically. He is... He has 0.21% EPA against man coverage, 0.37 against zone. So he's tearing you up no matter how you look at it. But I feel like teams should start to play a little more man coverage against this team. Have maybe play like a too high man defense instead of a too high shell. Like I I think there's – I don't know if the the 49ers zone defense is going to be able to to keep up with this kind of – this style of crossing routes and – and, 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 and like finding the middle of the finding the middle of the defense style offense that the that the Miami Dolphins are going to run. So that's one of the only ways I'm leaning with you that I, I think I like the 49ers in this game. Um, spread right now is minus three and a half 49ers. That sounds about right in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It, op- it opened at four and a half. Some money has come came in on the Dolphins to push this down to three and a half. But starting tackles being ruled out did not change this. No. I think they probably knew it was coming. Maybe Austin Jackson was going to be out. I think Teron Arpson was the other one that everyone was waiting right. on. But. So I completely agree with you what you're saying, this zone versus man thing. But if Miami needs to get the ball out in under two and a half seconds, you should probably play zone. Yeah, no. Like, like again, yeah. it's just I was I was baffled at like the lack of just like trust the teams have against Tyree Kill and Tyree Kill is running like, around doing whatever he wants yeah. right now. I feel like I remember a game early in the year. It was Ravens versus Dolphins. And do you remember the Ravens second half defense? They played man. Yeah, but they're, they they had Jalen Armour Davis. The, oh, the Ravens secondary was... I feel like defensive coordinators look at that tape and are like, we can't play Yeah, man. that's a great point. So, like, here's another like, so the Dolphins are almost kind of like the Chiefs of last year a little bit, right? The way that they move their offense, like, like attack the, attack the deep ball 
Like if you look at the Bengals game against the Chiefs last year, and we're going to be talking. This is almost true. This is gonna. This is gonna come full fruition um, into the next conversation we have. But the, when the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the second half last year, they played forty eight percent man to man coverage with a too high defense, and the Chiefs and the Chiefs had no idea what to do on offense. So, like again, like find a way to man up Tyree Kill with a bracket safety at the top, and then you let Waddle beat you, which again is way easier said than done, but. I'm I'm kind of I'm very curious to see how the how the, the 49ers defense fares against the Dolphins offense. I think it's one of the cooler matchups of this week. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of the ball, Miami's defense has done a great job this year at stopping the run. That's kind of been their MO is try to beat us through the air. So is Jimmy G going to be able to get the job done through the air we know Debo Samuel is banged up Christian McCaffrey is banged up I think they're both expected to play again injury reports for Friday haven't come out yet but they're not going to be 100% Trent Williams left practice today with a Mm -hmm. back injury so the 49ers offense is coming in kind of banged up here I still think San Francisco will be able to move the ball it hasn't been talked about very much, but Miami's secondary has not been very good. Xavier Howard, he's still been a ball hawk, but he's kind of turning into a big play or nothing type defender. I think Kyle Shanahan could scheme something up to put him on an island and make his aggressiveness pay. Byron Jones hasn't been able to get on the field this year. Mm-hmm. And when he has, I don't think, or has he played yet this year? It's a good question. I haven't I just, even. Miami's defense is a unit that I have not looked into very much at all. I mean, DVOA-wise, they're right in the middle of the pack. They're 17th, but they're in the middle of the pack because their rush DVOA is above average Mm -hmm. and their pass DVOA is below average. Stopping the San Francisco rushing attack is a completely different ball game, though, than normal teams. Miami's really good at stopping running backs. They do struggle against running quarterbacks. That's not going to be a factor in this game. So that's something to look at. But the more and more I'm talking about this game, I think I'm starting like the under more than anything. Really? I I, I feel like, what's the total right now? 46 and a half. I think that's low. Yeah, but don't you think both defenses kind of have decent matchups here? I, 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 could, I could see this game almost turning into a shootout. Now, the, back, onto the, back onto the Dolphins defense versus 49ers offense. Jimmy G just continues to be efficient, just yeah. fifth in EPA per play out of all quarterbacks. It's 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 like a laughable joke at this point how efficient this guy's been since he's been uh, under Kyle Shanahan. And another thing to watch is Christian McCaffrey's banged up right now. He's going into somewhat unhealthy. This is I I think they're going to regret this Jeff Wilson trade. Oh, that's a huge yeah, factor. Another, we like, should have talked about that yeah, earlier. If, J- if McCaffrey's hurt and he can't play, Elijah Mitchell's out six to eight weeks. And when he gets back, he can't rely on Yeah, he's like, so I don't, I never understood that Jeff Wilson trade from the start. It was almost like they were doing Jeff Wilson a favor. Yeah. Which, it's the NFL. Mm -hmm. And why would you rely on Elijah Mitchell to stay healthy? Yeah, he he has, he's been, he hasn't been healthy. Like he played, what, one game before he got hurt. Then he played in like two games and then he got hurt again. I, I, that trade never made sense to me for a fifth round pick. And he's, now you're playing against him. Like it's almost, I don't know about revenge game there, but. 
I don't know how much revenge team factor is for yeah. Jeff Wilson against I his old team. I think both but. these coaches know each other so well. I don't mm-hmm. think that there's any type of advantage either way. Like mm-hmm. Reports are they're really, really good buddies. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like... Best of friends. It, yeah, it's not like one's going to have a secret that they haven't told the other guy. Yeah. Anything else in this game? I, I'm... I, Unfortunately, I the wish Eagles, it got flexed. Yeah, I know. The Eagles are on at 1 o'clock. This is a game I'm not going to be able to watch very much. I'm going to have all eyes on Eagles-Titans yeah, right at 1 o'clock. Eagles-Titans is a great game. Yeah. Tune into your episode with uh, yeah, if Thomas. Yeah, if you're looking for some Eagles coverage, you can check out with um, episode with Thomas Pearson. We broke down that whole matchup. The Eat the... The Titans, like that, the run offense and run defense factors in that game is another. Is Jordan really, Davis playing? So it looks like he's going to be activated. Robert Quinn is out with a knee injury. Just came up on the injury report today. That trade's been kind of not what disaster. You can't say disaster because it was for a fourth round pick. But who who would have called that? I don't know. <laughs> Robert Quinn, not me. I, I didn't think he would be player. this bad. But um, he has he's been rather disappointing so far. Anyways, um, last game before we trans over to uh, transition to weekend wagers. Um, Chiefs first Bengals. What do you got for this one? What are you looking forward to? We have the Kansas City Chiefs two and a half point road favorites going into Cincinnati. The Bengals beat the Chiefs twice last year. Mm-hmm. This is a double revenge spot for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I got to give a guy who's probably not very well known some serious, serious love. And that would be the Cincinnati Defensive coordinator I'm Lou ha- Anarumo. I'm happy you. I'm happy you brought his name up. He's been awesome this He's year. He's been outrageous yeah. this year. So the Bengals laid an egg against the Browns on that Monday nighter. That was a disaster of a game, top to bottom for the Bengals. And then in I can't remember what week it was. It was the week against the Carolina Panthers when they were up 28 nothing at half. They played prevent defense. If you remove those two games. The Cincinnati Bengals are giving up five points per game in the second half. That's unbelievable. His adjustments at halftime have been unbelievable. It's four weeks in a row they haven't given up a touchdown in the second half. And if you remember the AFC Championship game against these same Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City was doing whatever they wanted in the first half. Second half, Kansas City did not score a touchdown. So Lou Anarumo has been an absolute wizard when it comes to halftime adjustments, and he deserves some credit. The last time the Chiefs and Bengals played, which was in the AFC Championship game last year, the second half was the worst half of offense the Chiefs have produced under Patrick Mahomes, according to EPA per play. Wow. And it was by a, it was by a lot. They completely dominated that game. And it, I it brought I brought up that stat earlier today that. Against the the Chief, the Bengals played forty eight percent man to man against the against the Chiefs in the second half, dropping eight in coverage. You, they didn't play like man blitz. It was we're going to play man to man and we're going to have floaters. We're going to have two high guys over the top, and that transitions to this year. The Bengals lead the league this year in dropping eight man in coverage, which I think is to what the the league is going to right. We're seeing this this uh, this whole trend where. He, Blitzing has become a become a thing of the past. You have to pick your spots when you want to blitz. DJ Reader has been unbelievable, and he's one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he deserves a ton Fair. of credit. He, he was missed, uh, he missed a few games this year. Yeah, and when you look at their run defense metrics with and without him, he's an absolute yeah. beast in the middle. He was awesome last week. The Titans' offensive line was also really banged up last week, so it's hard to kind of 
pinpoint just last week, but he has become one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Sam Hubbard is third in run-stop win rate this year. He's been awesome at stopping the run. The Chiefs are going to have to win this game, in my opinion, through the air. I don't think you're going to be able to get a ton of a ton of juice on the ground. Well, um, also, I I need to say something. Like, Isaiah Pacheco has become this huge, like, fancy darling. I think he's good, but people are – I think people compare him to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And he's are like, better than he, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Obviously, yeah. but that's why people think he's, like, some – Second coming of like Alvin Kamara, yeah, I don't or something. from like, fantasy wise, not really because I think that's kind of they're not going to just give him the reins. He's a seventh round rookie. That's what I mean. But I think people are way over hyping Pacheco <laughs> in my opinion. Like if he's you, just a guy. If you go back to my tweets from the draft, I loved him in, in, during the draft process. I know. I'm but people are literally acting like this guy's Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah. It's like relax. You know, it's him. a fun story. I get, but I get what you mean. Yeah, he's got juice though. Like he's he passes the eye test a little bit to me. You know, I like Pacheco. But I I think he passes the eye test so well because people compare him to Clyde Edwards-Helaire, who has mm-hmm. negative juice. Yeah. Did Jarek McKinnon also take snaps in that backfield? They just uh, who they just. Who they just bring in? Um, they just brought in Melvin Gordon oh, too. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, so like th- this this running back uh, room, it, they don't need Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, just back from the Chiefs offense on on the Bengals defense, they're not going to be able to win over the top. Like the Bengals are gonna they're gonna play man to man. They're gonna drop a bunch of guys. There's not gonna be a lot of running around. Like Mahomes can't do his his magical running around finding t- Travis Kelsey after seven eight seconds. Like the Bengals take that away from you because there's always guys in coverage over the top. So. I think they're going to have to kind of win in that single in the single double area. So this, I think this is this could be a huge Juju Smith Schuster game in the kind of that middle of the field. Debating whether to start Juju, I don't know who to start in fantasy this week. Juju Smith Schuster um, or DJ Moore is driving me mental this whole week. No idea who to pick, um, but I think Juju Smith Schuster could have a big game this week just from the just from that kind of intermediate part of the field. Um, I don't know. Do you have much on the Bengals offense with defense? Let's see what. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo does. Does he play man up on on these guys again and get beat over the top? I just wanted to give T. Higgins some love. He's yeah. a number one. Mm-hmm. I know they have Jamar Chase, so he's not the Bengals' number one. But, but he's a number one. T. Higgins is a number one. You want him in a Chicago Bears uniform I next want year, T. Higgins yeah? And he's so bad. he's gonna want a contract extension this offseason. He's he's a guy to watch out for for trade targets. I hundred percent believe that he is, and I liked him at the draft. I remember. Oh, just I liked the him whole too. Oh, his 40-yard dash wasn't that great. He's like, okay, so let's draft Jalen Rager ahead of yeah. him then because he can uh, run faster in a straight line. So I yeah. had T. Higgins ranked above Jalen Rager, and I can go back and find the rankings. T. Higgins is my wide receiver number four. I really liked him. Rager was my wide receiver number five. But I liked I liked the T. Higgins. I liked him a lot. Yeah. I thought though I thought the four-yard dash thing was stupid. He, if he just he passed the eye test. Yeah. yeah if a guy gets season. open, he gets yeah, open. Yeah, exactly. And he has that ability I am getting a little bit worried that Joe Burrow is kind of relying on these 50-50 balls a little bit too much. Like his whole career has been? Yeah. Like it, the magic has to run out at some point, or does he just have that much swag? <laughs> I don't know. He's so good at like not taking sacks this year. That's what is another thing that I've noticed. Like Those those sacks are gone that, that kind of crippled this offense. Um, down the stretch, not down the stretch last year, but for most of his Joe Burrow's career, like he doesn't he doesn't take stupid sacks, he doesn't get hit much. He's playing unreal. Like if, if mm-hmm. Mahomes and Tua weren't having these years, like Bur- Burrow would be in the MVP conversation. He's playing that well. I I haven't watched a ton of Bengals. I'm really looking forward to watching this game at four o'clock because I'm going to be able to zone in just on this game after the Eagles play at one. So. Uh, I, I I can't wait for this game. This is um this might be the two best teams in the AFC right now, just from how they're playing. 
Yeah, I, see, I have the Bills in there, but, but for the Bills, I've been haven't been playing very well lately. Like, these two teams are hot. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I'll transition into weekend wagers because I have Kansas City minus two and a half on the card. Before you do that, the holidays are almost here, and there is plenty of T-shirt cheer thanks to our sponsor, True Classic Tees. Fellas, we have the perfect gift for your wish list. True, True Classic Tees are a gift for you, for her, and a great present for any guy in your life. True Classic is on a mission to maximize men's confidence by making them look good. Trust me when I say this is a gift that the ladies will appreciate too. If you're rocking a Santa bod, True Classics might be the Christmas miracle you've been waiting for. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good to certain body types. Well, True Classics team designed t-shirts to make the fellows of all sizes out there feel confident in their clothing. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men look great in their tees, and now you can say big while you do so. Get 20%, get 25% off with True Classic with the exclusive link doink at trueclassic.com. That's called doink at trueclassic.com. And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during their site-wide sale. Support our show and check them out at trueclassic.com. Code doink. Warner, take it away with weekend wagers. Yeah. True Classic. What a hell of an idea for a Christmas present, if you ask me. And I'll just start with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're on my card this week at minus two and a half. Folks, you do not get Patrick Mahomes in a fully motivated situation very often. The Kansas City Chiefs have lost their last two times versus the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not going to be a third. It's under a field goal, two and a half. Give me the Chiefs. Next game I have on my card would be the... Cleveland Browns minus seven. They're going into Houston, taking on the Texans. And I know I'm backing Deshaun Watson. He's a scumbag. That's never going to change. But how is Houston only a touchdown underdog? They are ranked 30th in defensive DVOA versus run. I don't even think Watson has to do anything this week. I know he's going to be rusty through the air. But I'm hoping his handoff isn't very rusty because this is a Nick Chubb game. We saw Derrick Henry absolutely annihilate this Houston Texans run defense earlier in the season. I'm anticipating something very, very close to similar. Nick Chubb is going to absolutely dominate. And on the other side of the ball, Houston, I don't think they've even announced their starter yet. I don't think it matters. Kyle Allen was a downgrade from Davis Mills. And Davis Mills is PFF's 29th ranked quarterback this year. So whoever they rush out or run out there at quarterback, this Houston Texans offense is not going to be able to do anything. Brandon Cooks has been ruled out in this one. So they have no wide receiver weapons to speak of. All Cleveland has to do is focus on stopping Damian Pierce. Easier said than done. But... Miles Garrett should be able to get pressure on Mills. Any third and over five or six, I have no faith in Houston converting whatsoever. Give me the Browns minus seven. I'm not going to watch and cheer for Deshaun Watson. I'm cheering for Nick Chubb. Get the job done. Minus seven. Next on the card, I have the Minnesota Vikings and New York Jets game to go under 44 and a half. I'm back on totals. The next two picks I have for you are totals. Minnesota's offense is going up against a New York Jets defense that is getting pressure. Christian Darisaw, the left tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, is in the concussion protocol. He is questionable. 
I think the Jets get pressure here. We know Kirk Cousins versus pressure. That is a straight fade. On the other side of the ball, Mike White looked terrific last week. That was because he was playing the Chicago Bears defense. It is official. The Bears have the worst defense in football right now. Add into things, Eddie Jackson, safety, out. Other safety, Jaquan Brisker, out. Cornerback, Kyler Gordon, out. This defense, those might be the three most talented players on the Bears defense outside of Jalen Johnson currently. All three of them have already been ruled out. Oh my, I'm sorry. I just got completely mixed up. I'm talking about my next game, the Bears versus... Packers because I have over in that game because the Chicago Bears defense is that bad back to the Minnesota versus New York Jets game the Mike White hype is way way too early like I said he was battling the worst defense in the league in Chicago he now is going up against a Minnesota defense that is just average but I don't trust Mike White to move the ball through the air whatsoever add in Running back Michael Carter is probably not suiting up in this one. I don't see how the Jets move the ball. Sauce Gardner should be able to slow down Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's going to eliminate Justin Jefferson, but just enough. 44 and a half. Give me the under in that ball game. And I already <laughs> already messed up there and revealed my next pick. That is the over in the Chicago Bears Green Bay Packers game. I mentioned how bad this Bears defense is. Looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to suit up. He loves playing the Bears. He wasn't missing this game. No chance in heck. He's going to put up a game. Bears can't stop the run. Even if it, even if Aaron Rodgers just has to hand the ball off, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon should have gaping holes. And on the other side of things, Justin Fields is getting the nod for the Bears. We just saw what Jalen Hurts did to this Green Bay Packers defense I think Jalen Hurts or sorry I think Justin Fields can have a very very similar day on the ground I like his prop run prop to go over as well give me the over 44 and a half in that one I'm thinking about adding San Francisco to the card Deegan and I doing that little uh, preview there made me realize there is a big matchup mismatch in the trenches for San Francisco but for now I'm gonna go leave you guys with these four plays for the weekend that would be kansas city minus two and a half browns minus seven under 44 and a half in the jets vikings game and over 44 and a half in the bears packers game thank you for listening everybody enjoy your sunday hey everyone you know brendan and eric take football very seriously but there's something we should be taking even more seriously and that is your mental health some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it's easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash DoubleDoingPodcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode.